Six aliens, five predators, and two crossovers. It's the Alien and Predator Knockup. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. said just before the show eric what do you get when you get an alien predator knockup you get a predalien and that's Alex. the only reference to requiem that will be in this episode <laughs> <laughs> except for our ranking where we know where that stands <laughs> exactly eh, it could have been a knockout it could have been a knockdown but we decided to keep it classy and went with the knockup yeah this episode why not <laughs> Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airways, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, as we try to stay alive, we're discussing the entire franchise of Alien and Predator. Uh, with me today, the one and only Alex. Oh, it's just just Alex. Okay, and and joining me is the 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 fabulous Mister Eric. You almost just said the fabulous Mrs. Eric. So I wanted to do the Mrs. Maisel thing, and then I started, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I know you're a big Mrs. Maisel fan. Mm, I, I do like I do like me some Mrs. I know you do. I know. I, know. I like some Ted Lasso, too. I like some Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's an NBM Plus joke for all you bargain base minds out there. A little inside joke. <laughs> uh alex anything uh to chat about before we jump right into this franchise the only thing i want to really chat about is that you know a few weeks ago as of as of this recording i asked what people's favorite alien movie was mm-hmm. and out of the votes that they picked like all the votes went to prometheus and alien covenant so that's kind of amazing that is amazing, Alex. That is yeah. absolutely amazing, especially considering the choices that they had. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's who, who is in front? Is it uh, Prometheus or Covenant? Prometheus is in the lead with two votes. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's got more than that. It's got a few more than that. It's got. Uh, oh my gosh! Prometheus has 76% of 34 votes. And this is a poll just four hours in so far. So we got 34 votes. So Covenant's got 25%. And then no other movie has the rest. Wow. That is quite a coincidence, Alex. Yeah, we have one comment vote that says AVP. And so Uh, while people might be dogging my post, why are they not dogging that person? Uh, well, I think, Alex, we should jump into our first part of this uh, franchise wrap-up. If you haven't been a part of us before when we do one of these wrap-ups of a franchise, we like to do kind of a Q&A at first. We don't know what each other is going to say or going to ask each other here. And then we move into our awards. And again, we, we don't know what each other is going to say, but our awards cover the entire franchise. And then finally, we will rank all of the Alien and Predator films um, 
and tried to come up with some sort of consensus among the two of us as the MVM definitive ranking for Alien and Predator. So let's jump in, Alex, shall we? Let's do it. All right. What question you got for me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was moving something off this table. There's a big marshmallow advent calendar of Gwen's. I was moving it, and then I got distracted. Um, (laughs) So, um, all right, Eric, my question for you is, after watching these movies and really getting to spend some time in these universes, or universe, I guess, depending on what you're looking at, Mm. do you understand why people are so protective of the IPs, or do you think it's kind of silly? Because, like, I know a few episodes ago you – I know you said that you didn't really care much about like the canon or the lore of these movies, but I just wanted to see what, how you were feeling about the overall universe and how people feel about them. Huh? Yeah. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I care that much for the lore still and not in a way that I think it's dumb. I don't, I like, I think you can have a good time with it. And I think anybody that cares about the lore, I get that actually. Like, I understand caring deeply about like the history of something and, and the lore of something. But for me, I, I, it doesn't bother me that much if we're playing with a formula. And again, it might be because I'm so fresh to these movies. I think I'd only, I've only seen a couple of these before getting into this franchise proper um, with this watch through. But I mean, you only have to look back to our The Predator episode to see like the, the lore stuff just doesn't bother me, right? Um, <laughs> Which I know you give me a hard time about the Predator, Alex, but that was a low tier Gamera film, two out of five stars. If you look on Letterbox, so <laughs> everybody listening knows what you said. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Just had to hear the tone in your voice to know that you're just you're just tampering it down for PR reasons. We all know. <laughs> uh, but but legitimately, the the lore in. Uh, these movies, I, honestly, I think I'm a, a bit more invested in the alien lore uh, if I had to choose between the two because the alien franchise as a whole just feels a bit more serious to me, right? Like they're trying to build something more coherent where the Predator franchise feels a bit campier, um, definitely campier actually. And uh not trying to take itself quite as seriously as alien does. So I'm curious what your answer is, Alex. Do you, do you, how much do you care about the lore? I know you care about the lore some because at least some, because you, you've sent me stuff about the lore while we've watched <laughs> the series. So I, I know a little bit of your answer here, but I'm, I'm curious how invested you actually are in the lore of these two franchises. I'm very invested, but that's with a big caveat. And that's with, I'm okay with things changing and not being 100% cohesive. Mm. Even though I'll find myself... So, the biggest sticking point for a lot of people is, we talked about it in Covenant's episode, but the the futurism uh, that's depicted in Prometheus and Covenant compared to the futurism from a 70s movie. Uh, not maybe not quite lining up in the universe. Um, I I found a way to like rationalize it as myself, but even mm-hmm. if I wasn't able to, I don't think it's that big of a deal. 
to be perfectly honest. Like I get that people like the vibe of the originals and it is iconic. There is no doubt, but I think like, yes, Prometheus is maybe a little more generic with its uh, blue hologram screens Mm -hmm. uh, that have been become really a staple. It feels like since Iron Man. Yeah. It really brought all that stuff to the fore. We've seen it before. That doesn't matter, but I, um, I don't think it matters that much, even if I think Covenant bridges the gap. Mm-hmm. Now, people are upset about the mystique of the Alien franchise mm-hmm. being, quote-unquote, ruined by mm-hmm. the latest movies, right? Mm-hmm. By David and him creating it and it, having this tether to humanity instead of having a tether to just oh, galactic evil, I guess. This natural abomination yeah. that's just developed over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, but I think for me, I think a robot using humans' experimentation to create these things is far worse than this thing just organically growing and becoming this evil. But either way, I'm happy. I complimented it during Alien, and I've complimented it during the prequel series. I like both aspects of it, and I'm okay with either one being... Uh, the, the favorite, I guess, but I don't understand why people, I do understand, but I think it's a little too harsh, honestly. The mystique of it all, I, I don't think vanishes, for, at least for me. Um, you know, it, it, there's something interesting in the mystery, I guess, of the aliens and, and their origin, um, xenomorphs, I should say, and their origin in the alien series. But just because we get a bit more explanation of that in Prometheus and Covenant doesn't take away that mystique for me because these questions are asking, or these movies are asking bigger questions than what is the exact origin of the aliens. They're asking mm-hmm. questions about the origins of life in general yes. um, and what, what it means to be alive, uh, what it means to create. So I, I find the mystique still there. Um, no, I, I get the point. I understand. I, I'm, I'm someone that typically is with you in, in these conversations. If you're saying we don't need all the answers, I'm with you. We don't need yeah. all the answers. But I don't yeah. think this film gives us all of them. So I don't are think those it does two films either. they give them, they don't just doesn't happen. Um, I still will, will be pushing for that third film to bridge the gap because <laughs> I think we could still get that and keep the mystique. So. I'm I'm all in on on those films, as you know, you are too. I don't think we remove the mystique with them. I agree, I agree. And and as for the predator uh, background, I think it's just it's pretty cohesive overall. I mean, it's an entire planet with these things that love to hunt, and they just slowly advance. And they're you know whatever material they're wearing kind of shows what stage of advancement they're at, what yeah. their climate maybe is. I, I would imagine there's actually a lot more lore to dig into with the Predator mm-hmm. series than the Alien. Um, yeah, for sure. Just I as mean, far as so- like some of the like kind of Easter eggy type of of things and and timelines and different forms of the Predator that we see, there has to be. I'm sure YouTube is a it has a plethora of predator lore videos that would just really blow my mind if I were to go down that rabbit hole. 
Yeah, for sure. And, and also, I don't think any of the movies really step on the toes of the others. Mm-hmm. Even the Predator, even though I don't like the the genetically modified Super Predator or whatever it's called, uh, even though I don't like it from a design perspective because it's so boring, um, it doesn't hurt the lore at all. And it, may, it actually makes sense because this is a race that always betters themselves with via technology, and now they're just using genetic technology yeah. uh, on themselves. And it, it so their stuff is a lot more cohesive and mm-hmm. also it's it feels a lot easier to understand in a yeah. lot of ways i guess right mm-hmm. well that kind of leads into my question for you alex um you've expressed how much you enjoy the design of these monsters what what is it about these monster designs that you appreciate and is there a design that you enjoy the most within these franchises Mm-hmm. so these are yeah that's tough because th- these are the two of the greatest creature designs i think ever um what's cool about the predator is kind of like i was saying it, it, it <laughs> very funny what's cool about that <laughs> is is like all of the weaponry and the outfits they wear and their armor it mm-hmm. usually has a story tied to it some of them have scratches some of them have all these different things uh you know in, in prey we get them using arrows instead of plasma casters on their shoulder and so you, you get to see all these advancements in their technology over all these movies which is really cool now the infrared is always around but we see the mask get modified and and um we didn't really lean into it a whole lot but in predators you have three predators that have different specialties. You see it by like one has like a hawk type mm-hmm. robot that it keeps. And then the other two have their own specialty, like a trapper. And because uh, he, he's the one that sets that trap that kills um, Ali. I can't remember the character's name, but Marshal Ali's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, you get these different specialties and stuff like that. That's really cool. I just, there's a lot to like there with how they look. And then when the reveal, once their mask pops off, it's just so awesome. Mm. Like, yes. Does it look like a female body part a little bit? Yeah. But (laughs) it's mouth, but the mandibles and all of that around it are just so cool. And the, the pred locks as they're called are just so interesting. Like you wonder like what purpose they serve because they're, it's not hair. It's really, it's like, they're almost like tentacles. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. Just, every single aspect of its design just oozes personality. In each movie, we get a different looking one. And so mm-hmm. it just adds a lot to like, oh, this really is a world that they're from. And yeah. it has all these different areas where they've adapted to live in those conditions. It's just mm-hmm. really cool. But then we get... I'll go ahead and say it, the best design. And that's the Xenomorphs. Mm. I think the Xenomorphs are the best design monster ever. Mm. That's a big claim. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also really do believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of it that's cool about it, other than its life cycle yeah, and the face hugger, is that it is this... Almost human 
looking in terms of its body distortion, right? Mm -hmm. It's got six fingers on each hand, but four of them or two sets of two are stuck together on its Mm -hmm. hand. I'm trying to remember. Mm -hmm. And then it's got a thumb and then in certain movies, it seems like you could see it's a actual human skull underneath the, the dome. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's only in certain shots and stuff, but there's something really eerie about that. And it is very reminiscent of the newborn from uh, from Resurrection. Like, imagine putting an opaque dome over top of that, and you can just see a little bit of those dark eyes there. I just, I, I love that. That's, that's so creepy and human. But the other thing that's really cool about it is how twisty their entire body is. It's like they've got these their muscles are just like twisted up all over the place. They're really lean and strong. And then they also have those like spiracles, those uh, on their back, like those four spiracles coming off their back. And you wonder what the purpose of those is. And then you see them when they're in the water. Right. And it kind of becomes clear that maybe that's how they breathe. That's how they, they be are so deadly in the water, but then you are also asking yourself another question. Do they actually have to breathe, Eric? Mm. Because they could survive in the vacuum of space, mm-hmm. which makes them completely terrifying. Mm-hmm. And which is why they're so hard to kill, I guess, as well. But it, and I'm getting off track, but that, that protracted mouth that comes out, mm-hmm. it's so cool. It is. It it's is. so cool. Because the, the first time you see it, you're like, what was that? <laughs> What was that? And it becomes like this really powerful weapon for them. And then their tail and just like, it's really all of that combined with their sheer size. Like these are really big and strong creatures Mm -hmm. that are kind of tiny and a little like waist wise and arm wise. Like it's really inhuman, but then somewhat human looking in its design. And that's why I think it's so it's so good, and it's all black, but it has so much detail that is clear. I think I asked you the right question, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm talking in circles. So it's, no, I it's mean you, you're telling me everything that you love about it. Um, I don't have much to add. I, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I will say one of the things that I enjoy between these two franchises. I really enjoyed the different masks that the predators wear. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that always kind of fascinates me and just kind of seeing the evolution of those masks or uh, the different versions of those masks. Rewatching Prey um, before this episode, mm-hmm. um, rewatching most of it, I should say. Oh, you didn't uh, rewatch all of it? Not all of it, but most of it I did. Uh, I really like that mask that the predator wears in, awesome. in Prey. Uh, that that predator and prey is just really cool overall. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, one of the highlights of that film is the predator for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, oh, that 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 mask, the skull mask, mm-hmm. is so cool. Yeah, uh, and then all the weaponry. I mean, all the visor settings and the heat settings. It's so just good. like it's yeah, so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, that. that that's what that film does best, honestly, uh, is adds more, even more to the predator monster design. 
Um, mm-hmm. Next question, Alex. Which of these franchises do you prefer and why? So that's a tough one, but when I started ranking my movies, it became pretty clear. Yeah, right. (laughs) And that's the Alien franchise. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think it would be actually be a toss-up if, and people are going to hate this, but if the prequels didn't exist. Mm. But since the prequels exist, Alien wins by a landslide actually um i love both series to death like they're, they're always be my favorite my most look forward to movies in a year they come out but alien has somehow managed to do a lot more um despite having similar situations in its movies but I think it's the creativity that's on display. So really the big four for me that really show the wide breadth of alien are alien aliens covenant and Prometheus. Those four are such a wide gamut despite having similar horror elements, uh, oftentimes having a final battle on a spaceship or something. All of them are diverse. Just add in like you just look at all of the different alien movies and mm-hmm. they're all have their own distinct vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, what's unique about it. Like we talked about that with, you know, alien three and alien resurrection, how those movies also just felt different. Right. Oh, they're so different in yeah. ways that feel kind of refreshing. Even if you might not prefer some of the directions that they take, they feel refreshing in a way that, kind of makes the franchise unique in that the tones and the vibes are slightly different. And yet the, there's a undertone to this, the franchise that keeps it coherent, right? Yes. Um, there's a bass note that, that stays there and allows it to, to function as a franchise and as a whole. Right. And, and that word you use there coherent is really the big key. Resurrection is the biggest divergence in terms of coherency because it does get a little slapsticky with certain elements. But overall, it does feel like it could fit in the universe. Predator is really different, too, in a lot of ways. Like, I do like how unique a lot of the movies are. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know if the tone of the Predator is coherent with the other movies. And I think you could maybe even make that argument with, um, I don't know if I would, would argue this, but I, I think you make that argument with predator Two, maybe feeling out of place as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something to be said there. I think in terms of why I would prefer one over the other, but I mean, you're making me choose between between my babies because Arnold, uh, <laughs> Arnold's original Predator is just, I yeah. think, a phenomenal movie. Yeah. But when I'm going through and looking at things, I mean, mm-hmm. I the the Alien franchise has delivered for me really consistently, and not just consistently, but highly yeah. consistently, highly ranking. So i I would say that. The Predator, I would say Predator, Predator 2, and The Predator have similar vibes. And Predators and Prey 
have similar vibes. That's mm. my opinion. No, it go, no, it goes that's... back to to last week, but that's how I would so classify. I, I would I would remove the predator from your assessment, <laughs> but then I would agree with your other points. Yes, so I would like, have three categories, but you make a good point. Prey, <laughs> and, prey and predators. <laughs> Yeah, prey and predators really do feel more similar. You're yeah. right. Yeah, they have they have a similar. They take themselves more seriously, right? Uh, prey mm-hmm. is not trying to be campy. Um, no, not one at bit. all. Right? Like, there's it's not trying to be campy at all. Um, predator, predators too, definitely have these campy elements that are of their time. Right, especially Predator Two. I think, I think um, Predator does have those campy moments uh, when sure. they when they raid the village. I mean, half the thing. But then yeah, after, like, but after that moment, it's pretty. It's pretty serious, though, right? The what opening are you moments. Yeah, I mean, there are. Oh yeah, the opening moments are so funny. Yeah, like oh, that, yeah. that first thirty minutes exactly. is pretty like tongue in cheek for it, sure. It's super tongue in cheek. That's what and, I love about it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, of course, it gets to this point where like it is serious. That's what makes it more successful, right? Yes. Than Predator Two and the Predator, obviously, yeah. right? I agree. But it's what makes it more successful is it's able to balance these kind of different sorts of tones. It has that campiness, but it also makes you care more about the characters and what happens to the characters. And it mm. makes you feel that tension where, where we said last week, the predator just definitely doesn't. Um, I will say for me, I prefer alien, at, which is a surprise. Mm, um, good man. And looking at kind of just averaging out my scores on letterbox, you got six alien films, five predator films, excluding the AVP films. Yes. Alien comes in at like a 3.9, so almost a four-star rating, which is really wow. high. Really high, high for me, right? Well, for and for that many movies. Yes. Yeah, for six movies, that's very high. Uh, Predator comes in exactly at a three. Um, so it really runs the gamut, right? Um, yeah. So it's right there at that three out of five stars. So I definitely uh, prefer the Alien franchise more um they're the films that i can see myself revisiting again more uh quickly than predator films yeah uh now eric the question is yeah is will you be looking forward to a i, I know you will you be looking forward to the next alien or predator movie oh, excluding yeah. a prequel alien <laughs> three well, I mean, I, apparently there's an alien series in the works, right? And an and an alien movie. As of last week, they cast somebody as the lead. Oh, really? Yeah. They did, so but I'll, it's I'll, not Ridley Scott's. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll be looking forward to it. Um, I'll be looking forward to it. Yes. Well, yes. What about a Predator movie? I will say, like, <laughs> I'm going to probably become somebody that cares about the lore. <laughs> <laughs> right because once you invest in it you know like once you start caring about it uh then you care more about the lore right so uh-huh. it's like i, I and I, you care more about the quality of these films and like they have a certain standard to uphold right so uh-huh. if it's not ridley scott behind the camera and it's like a sequel and it's adding something to the story it better be good <laughs> right right uh it, it has a lot to live up to. So 
yeah, I, I, w- I would look forward to it. Predator? Yes. I would look forward to it. I would definitely look forward to it. Um, I, I wouldn't be quite as excited, but I, I think it would be interesting. I think we need to do another time piece, right? Uh, there's uh, like there's no reason to to change that. Like that was that was a cool idea, um, despite some of the complaints I have with the the timepiece element. I think Ooh. that is a it's still a cool idea. Um, and there are other times and other cultures that we could explore that would be equally as interesting. Yeah, I would I would love to see more Predator movies in the past. Yeah, there's no reason uh, you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and honestly, I would like uh I would like a Predator movie that takes place around the time Alien takes a place too. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's some there's so much. The cool thing is that there is so much untapped storytelling potential with both franchises. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, last question, Alex, before we move into our awards. What do you think are some of the most underrated films of the series, and why do you think others should give them a shot or more love? Uh, oh, I'm gonna be, uh, gonna, people are not going to agree with me on this. <laughs> um, you know, Eric, mm-hmm. a surprisingly large amount of the Alien series yep. is underappreciated. Mm. And it, it because it's like people watch the first two mm-hmm. and just don't think the rest of them are any good. Mm-hmm. People hate on Alien Three. We love yeah. it. We actually enjoyed Resurrection somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll go ahead and th- tell you. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say. <laughs> I want to hear I, yours. Resurrection is what I was going to choose. Um, okay. Resurrection is a film that on it, it falls in the middle of my personal rankings, which. Um, we'll talk about here in just a little bit, but I, I think that's a film that is is unique. I have a lot of I have several complaints with it, right? But ah, man, it, it does some unique things. It it is risky. It it doesn't follow formulas. Um, so I don't know. I I was expecting a lot worse, and so maybe that helped it out. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Resurrection is a film that I don't think is as bad as, as many people make it out to be. Nor Alien 3. Nor Alien 3. Mm. Um, Alien 3 just feels so different than Alien and Aliens. But it's just it's going for a completely different story. Uh, I think the climax is a bit of a letdown, right? But the, the setup, the characters, um, that entire setting, wow. Uh, a- Alien 3... Oh, a theatrical cut, by the way. Oh, um, okay. Don't do that. Oh, <laughs> theatrical cut, Alien 3, is is where it's at. Oh, that's just a terrible opinion. Remember, he likes the theatrical cut of Alien 3 and The Predator. Um, so <laughs> it's all right. I'm about, I'm about I like to, Ted I'm, Lasso, too. I like Ted Lasso, too. I, I'm about to taint my opinion, Eric. Okay, all right. The most underrated of any of these movies is Alien Covenant. And I think people are so far off base with this movie that it's not even funny. <laughs> like, quit laughing. I said it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm laughing because I know you're about to have an absurd take here in the uh, rankings, but that's fine. I probably will. But I, I think that this is one of the best 
alien movies, period. I think it explores things that no other movie does. And I think it yeah. does it in a really smart way. Yeah. And I think it explores these relationships and these 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 characters in really cool ways too. Mm-hmm. I am shocked that people don't look at this movie more favorably. Mm. It just blows my mind. That yeah. and Predators are two movie opinions that I just don't understand of like general people. Like people hate on Predators. Oh, do they? Yeah, and I don't get it. I, I no part of me understands it. I wouldn't hate yeah. on Predators. I, I mean, I, I guess people don't like, um, <laughs> they don't like Adrian Brody or something like that. Well, that was, not, that was the opinion before the movie came out. And then right. now I, I don't, that's I don't not know my, what that's their not opinion my opinion on that. I, I mean, I have a couple of other issues with Predators, but honestly, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't hate on that one. I, I think it's pretty decent. Yeah. But I, I think overall we can both agree Alien versus Predator is the most underrated in terms of it doesn't get enough hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about right. Um, well, hey, Alex, on MVM Plus today, uh, we we do deal with some technical difficulties right, right there at the beginning and I think a, a little bit there at the end as well. Um, a little bit. But... Once we, once we get past those technical issues, then uh, I think it's a pretty good episode. We, we talk about some release trailers that have come out recently um, and our excitement for some of the films in 2023 that are going to come out. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was a pretty fun conversation over there at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod. But let's get into our awards then, Alex. Remember, our awards are really only supposed to use a film once in these things. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we stick to it this time uh, for these franchise awards. So, mm-hmm. compelling character, who do you got? Uh, for compelling character, I mean, there's only... Uh, I mean, there's several, actually. Now I'm kind of thinking about it a little bit more. But I'm going to go with Ellen Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to pick one movie. So yeah. <laughs> I think her arc in Aliens mm. is the best one. There you go. Uh, because of how much growth that she really has. Because we do see the transformation from her her character in Alien to her character at the end of Aliens. Like we get to see that transformation where she where she, you know, takes up the fight against the Queen and really And she's just, a different character in Resurrection, so and she is, yep. She's Ripley 8 in Resurrection, so she's not the same character. And then she's, I mean, she's very different in Alien 3. I I mean, golly. The, Sigourney Weaver does a ton of props. Even if I am not giving her an award later on, mm-hmm. uh, Ellen Ripley is definitely one of the greatest science fiction characters of all time. Um, just because of her arc and believability that is just not something we see a lot nowadays. It's mm-hmm. a lot of times we see that like our alien versus predator protagonist, unrelatable, doesn't really do anything wrong, never scared. Whereas Ripley feels like a real character who mm-hmm. really does have to face down her fears and visibly shows how scared she is, but still faces it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
So what I mean, about you, you can't Eric? go wrong with that one. So yes, Alex, I kind of <laughs> cheated again. Yeah, I like to give runners up in these these knockout mm. episodes, these these wrap up episodes. I didn't do runners up, okay? Oh, but I did awards for Alien and Predator. Um, oh, I so like that. A bit of oh. a cheat. A bit of a cheat, oh. but. I want to hear your Predator one, and then I want to give my Predator Okay. One. Well, I've got – my. I'll start with my Alien one. Okay. Um, my Alien compelling character is David. Um, yes. Yes. Just, I was hoping you would pick him. Yeah. David is awesome. Um, I, I, we've said so much about David already in our episodes. Uh, he starts off, to me, with, like it's interesting because in – and I guess Prometheus, I find him a bit more interesting and intriguing because I don't necessarily see him as the villain of that movie. Um, I see him as a servant in that movie who is doing his uh, master's work in a sense. And I, so I wouldn't call him a, a villain as much as a tool in that one. Ooh. In Covenant, the tables turn and he is definitely the villain there. But in both films, there's just nuance and, and so much that intrigues me about him and trying to figure himself out as this man-made creature. Uh, so David, compelling character for sure. My Predator compelling character is from Predator and it's Billy <laughs> from Predator. Yeah. Uh, Billy is just underrated you you said it yourself um we were both in our rewatch of prey this week thinking about how uh prey it's still i still have the same complaints about it as i did the first time which is that some of the time period stuff it just doesn't feel quite as authentic as it should it feels like in my opinion uh 21st century actors dressed up in 16th century maybe 16th 17th century clothes um, so yeah, Billy though feels more authentic, as you said, as yes. a native American than some of the characters in prey. So mm -hmm. Billy, uh, definitely is one of those compelling characters for me. Yeah. Yeah. I did say that to you. Uh, yeah. Billy's great, but you know who else is great? Hmm. Dutch. <laughs> Dutch is such a great character and predator uh -huh. i absolutely love the way him and carl carl weathers play off of each other and just like all his interactions with everybody he's so fun in that first 30 minutes before everything goes down yeah and then again i do want to lead into you know the the character he has a moment after billy like sacrifices himself tries to do the one-on-one -on -one, where dutch is scared mm -hmm. and he's like very clearly scared and that's such a great thing to see in your characters. It's okay for them to be scared and not all powerful. It's great. It's great. So I got I to give Dutch. So our first two main protagonists of the series both get my award. Great and original choices, Alex. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, Eric, how shocked are you that we have not seen Dutch since? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's unfortunate, honestly, because he survives. <laughs> it is unfortunate. He gets referenced several times. Yeah. So but we just never see him. It's, um, it's, it is unfortunate. You know, the Billy standoff, 
just made me think of the standoff that parallels it in Predators um, with mm. the Yakuza. Yaku- yes. <laughs> or Yakuza uh, character and that standoff. I didn't even think about that one. That one could, it doesn't make my, oh, that's a good shot award, but there were some sweet shots there, uh, which we'll get to. Most memorable line award, though, uh, I'll go ahead and start. My alien one is from Alien Covenant, and it's Walter. <laughs> Just a couple weeks ago, this was my award then, mm-hmm. and it's my award now. Walter tells David, when one note is off, it eventually destroys the whole symphony. Um, yeah, could go on and on <laughs> about that one. But that one still, I, I just think, is awesome. And then my Predator Most Memorable Line Award is Get to the Choppa, <laughs> which is just a classic <laughs> one, of course. But I actually think the way that it's used in multiple <laughs> Predator movies is fun and funny. It, uh, it is. I, I love the, I think the way that it's used in the Predator is hilarious. So, uh, yeah, Get to the Chopper. We can count that one for multiple movies. Mm, yes and i have i picked my predator one for a similar reason as you is because mm-hmm. of how often it's used mm-hmm. you're one ugly mother <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how often it's used usually very poorly but it yeah. does do well uh pred- predators does it well and the predator actually plays off it pretty well with its twist on it Hang on, did you, what'd you say there, Alex? I know, I said it. No, I said you, it. you heard me. Can you repeat that real quick? You heard me. The Predator has a good twist on <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Instead, we get beautiful. Uh, what about an alien? Because um, I bet you have an alien one as well. I do, I do. My alien one is actually the award that I gave uh, to David in Prometheus. And it was his line where he said... Um, the trick, Mister Potter, is not minding that it hurts, mm. <laughs> and it's I just such a part. Yeah. It's a perfect illustration of his character for the next two movies. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Who knew that Alien would give us two of the greatest science fiction characters ever? I'm, I'm just going to say it: Ellen Ripley and David. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, can't believe the acting award, Alex. Who'd you have? For can't believe that acting. I had I, I I had a feeling that you'd be giving it to David for the other award, so mm-hmm. I had to give Fassbender the award here uh, oh, yeah. for his performance in Covenant. It's really more probably nuanced, maybe in in, in Prometheus because he's subtly manipulating people and poisoning them and doing all that stuff, but in this. Him being both these characters, Walter and David, who feel so different from each other, mm-hmm. yet very clearly have a lot of similarities. Uh, it, it, I mean, you said it with your 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 quote, like the the one note, mm-hmm. one wrong note can destroy a whole symphony. All those scenes between them are so great, and. I mean, who else are you going to enjoy watching play with their flute? I mean, <laughs> twice. I mean, I mean, two characters playing flute together. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, 
It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> and then and then my my uh, can't believe that acting award for alien or for uh, what's it called Predator for Predator yeah <laughs> is is actually going to go to. Gary Busey, just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, w- I want to give it to Danny Glover. Actually, I think he's a fun. I think yeah. he's a fun protagonist. Actually, and he's in the, he's in his typical lethal weapon type mm-hmm. mode in this mm-hmm. movie. But I think he just. I think he really makes the movie because without him, I don't know how great the movie would have been. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just really good at his role. Uh-huh. Well, Alex, yeah, I mean, you can take Michael Fassbender all day long. Um, but my can't believe that acting award goes to, uh, for alien, it goes to Bill Paxton. Um, <laughs> you know no. how much I love Bill Paxton's performance in aliens. Um, yeah. Just you're, an you're, all time classic. Uh, you're in the Paxton pack oh, on Facebook. I am right? a Paxton packite. <laughs> So, yeah, I am in that Facebook group. We, oh man, we just post Paxton memes all day long. It is great. I oh, love man. that. <laughs> um, and then Alex, um, my predator, I uh, can't believe that acting oh, no. award goes to <laughs> Bill Paxton. Uh, you knew it was coming. You knew it was I coming. Knew it. It, it goes to Bill Paxton too because I, I am a Paxtonite, so uh, I, I am loyal to the end for Bill Paxton. Uh, give me more Bill any day, um, every day. Bill Paxton. Are you ready to do the chant, Eric? Pax pack for life. Pax pack for life. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Oh man, that was good. Uh, <laughs> was it? No, it was terrible. That's what made it good. <laughs> uh, what about your? Oh, that's a good shot of Ward. <laughs> um, I think. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> for Alien. I'm going to give it to the initial descent into the spaceship uh, where they find the first xenomorph or the fa- the face huggers. There's that long shot from far away. I gave this award back during that episode where we see them descending on that line. Mm. And that set is just so incredible. Mm. And I mean, it, I was just, <laughs> I was in awe while watching it. So I got to give it to that one. Um, it's good. But then, as for Predator, it's a little. You know, we we've had some pretty good looking movies actually. Like I think you and me talked about how good Predators looked. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I'm gonna give it my word to Predators. I'm gonna give it to the shot where, um, there's. I'm a sucker for these shots. It's not just <laughs> in this movie, but when. Um, our serial killer, I forgot his name, Edwin, when he mm-hmm. is lighting the the flare inside the drill, and he, mm-hmm. it's just like it illuminates the whole area red. It's pretty eerie, and it's one of the good moments of like terror in the movie because there's there's not a lot of that, but there is a few, and I really do like that. Mm. Yeah. What about you? 
Um, for me, an alien, uh, I will say this is the assembly cut, uh, but Alien Ooh. 3 assembly cut, that shot of Clemens at the beginning of the movie uh, really stands out to me. I don't know why. It's really just, good. That is so cool. Uh, it's like kind of like maybe it's, it's the partial sunset that's doing it for me, Alex. I, I don't know. But uh, it's a long shot, of course, and it's like on that beat. And it's just um, it builds this atmosphere, uh, this lonely atmosphere, this isolated atmosphere. It really sets him up as a character. Uh, so, yeah, that one is just fantastic. And then I, I've, I guess I have to give one to an Alien versus Predator film. Um, so yeah. this will count as my Predator one. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's the overhead shot of the sacrificial chamber in AVP. Um, I do think that is a really cool shot. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that overhead shot of the sacrificial chamber. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, unique award, Alex. Did you have a unique award? Uh, yeah. My unique award is the uh, You Gave It Your Best Shot award. And that goes to the brother Strauss, who directed AVP Requiem, for their attempt to destroy two franchises at once. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it your best shot. Sorry, guys. It didn't work. <laughs> Both franchises kept going despite your yeah. best attempt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my unique award is the weirdest turn award. Uh, oh. And that goes, it could go to a couple movies actually, but it goes to Predator 2, uh, oh. which I guess I used already with Bill Paxton. So apologies. But, well, it is a unique award. Yes, it is a unique award. And um, yeah, I mean, Bill Paxton is probably transcendent of fitting into any one movie and counting it. So hey, Predator Eric, two, Eric yes. packs pack for life. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the packs pack for life? Yes. All right. All right. I got it. <laughs> uh, but predator two, the way that that movie ends is just awesome. I was not on board with that movie um, for most of it, except for the yeah. last 20 minutes when when uh, Glover's character, which I can't remember his name right now, uh, actually makes it to the ship, which I just didn't expect whatsoever. I think, it's Har- I think it's Harrigan. Harrigan. Harrigan makes it to the Predator spaceship, finds his way, really, onto mm-hmm. the Predator spaceship, and has that entire encounter, we, we get a bunch of lore in, in that scene. It is completely different than the rest of the film, and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. It's such a great finale. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Well, let's get into our ranking, Alex, because this is, we've been going a little bit long here. So uh, – We'll go. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll go relatively quickly through our ranking here because I honestly don't think we'll have as much divergence as maybe we we have on some others. We've no. been pretty in line in this uh, entire series, so um, we'll start with our last film, which we don't even need to say. Well, <laughs> we can say it, but we probably shouldn't. It's that which should not be named: Alien versus Predator Requiem. One of the worst movies of all time. Yeah, like literally, literally one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so bad. 
so bad. <laughs> That's all I want to say. <laughs> and I couldn't, just don't I, even want to talk No, about I couldn't it. see half of it. So um, maybe if I saw the other half of that movie, um, like it, someone turned the lights on and allowed me to like see the thing. Mm. I, I actually no, that wouldn't have made a difference. It, it was bad. Yeah, as, <laughs> as soon as you might think you see something in the movie, they turn the lights off. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Uh, my number twelve film, okay. Alex, is The Predator. Your favorite. <laughs> all right, I'm in lockstep with you so far. All right, all right. My number eleven film is Alien versus Predator. Oh, yeah, we're, we're lockstep so far. So far, so good. Yeah, which we haven't talked about in Versus Predator. It just doesn't make the I, cut, I, really. It's, it's, well, we, I, I, I really enjoy it, but that's about as far as it goes. I, I think uh, it's okay. I, I, I think it's pretty mediocre. Um, if, yeah. if I'm being honest, I don't think the, I actually don't think the criticisms that most people have of it are valid. Um, but I have other criticisms that definitely are. Um, so mm-hmm. number 10, I have Predator 2. Okay. So for my number 10, I had Alien Resurrection. Mm. Okay. So you're a little bit lower on that. Okay. But my number nine mm-hmm. was Predator 2. My number nine is Predators. Oh. So we'll move. I'm okay with moving uh, Predator 2 back to my spot which is number 10 (laughs) (laughs) and we could put alien resurrection at nine because i have alien resurrection at eight alex okay okay are you typing this out i need to type this out i'm typing it out let's see all right i've got it in my head already because there's not that many we're gonna be lockstep it's okay nine (laughs) nine is predator two yep Eight is no. Resurrection. Ten is Predator 2. Nine is Resurrection. Uh, what do you have for your number nine film, Alex? My number nine is... Let's see. My, my number nine was was uh, uh, Predator 2. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, all yeah, right. I, I, I yeah. had Resurrection. So I had AVP, yeah, Resurrection, Predator Two. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, so what was your number eight? My number eight was Alien Three. Mm, okay, which I want to I want to make this clear mm-hmm. from this point on. I don't just like I love these movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so from Alien Three and up. Yeah. I really like these movies. So my Alien 3 comes a little bit ahead. Um, my I told you my number 8 was Resurrection. Um, and so that ended up settling, I guess, at our number 9 as, as a combined ranking, right? Um, mm-hmm. My number 7 is Prey. Okay. We're, we're, we're not far off. My... Okay. My number seven was also, yeah. Prey? Mine's, mine's also one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My number seven's Prey. So that one needs to be our collective number eight, I believe. You think so? Yep. Oh, wow. You put Alien 3 that high, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not okay. that high, but it's higher than Prey. 
Okay. <laughs> and if yours are that if yours are that close, I think it makes up for it. Okay. Uh what'd you things put are, your... I, I think things are about to get hairy. Yeah, things are getting a little hairy here. Um they do, because my number six is Alien Covenant. Mine's Predators. Okay. Yeah. So um I think we could put Predators in that next spot because it needs to go a little bit okay. lower. So uh, that'll be seven. Yeah. And then six. So um, my well, my number five was Alien 3. So six can be Alien 3. Okay. Wow, we're working through this really quick. What was your number five? My number five was uh, Predator. Okay. So my number four was Predator. So I think we can put Predator as our joint number five. Okay. I think that's <laughs> fair. We're not, not too many arguments here. Um, <laughs> but but here's here's where things get a little hairy. But I think we I think there's a solution for us here. We'll, we'll, um, we'll figure it out. My number four is Predator. Okay. And my yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my number four is Aliens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think we put Alien Covenant <laughs> right here as our joint ranking. Okay. Because I think that's fair. My number three is Aliens. Okay, so we want to put aliens as number three. Yeah, because I bet your joint, I bet your number three is, or your number four is aliens. I bet your number three is Alien Covenant. Am I right, Alex? Right. Correct. <laughs> so we'll put Alien Covenant up, and then we'll put aliens since it's it's a little bit Alien Covenant's a bit lower on my list, a bit higher on yours, but because it falls back on my list, we'll put that as four. Aliens as three. I think we have a joint two and one, maybe. I think we do too. Yeah, no, we do. <laughs> my number two is Prometheus. Yep, me too. <laughs> and my number one is Alien. Oh. So we were, honestly, we were not that far off. Can you read our list from 13 to one? One more time, Alex. All right. Joint MVM definitive ranking. Anybody that disagrees with this list is wrong. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, 13. Uh, all right, 13. Alien versus Predator Requiem. 12, The Predator. 11, AVP, Aliens versus Predator. Number 10, Predator 2. 9, Alien Resurrection. 8, Prey. 7, Predators. 6, Alien 3. 5, Predator. 4, Alien Covenant. Three, Aliens. Two, Prometheus. And one, Alien. Oh. <laughs> yep. Pretty good. My only... I, I, would, I feel like Predator needs to go in front of Alien versus Covenant, but that would be my only complaint. Alien about, versus Covenant? Don't, don't. Alien Covenant. <laughs> uh, you know, that would Eric, be my I'm, only complaint. I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to make that concession. All right. Let's do it. Let's do that. Even though I don't believe it, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Predator is a good film. I, oh no, really I do, good. I do too. Like I said, after eight, which is Prey, I adore these movies. Like, yeah, no joke. So, yeah. um, and honestly, I had a really hard time def- depending uh, deciding where Alien was going to go. Yep, it might sound yeah. a little crazy, but. I know. I, I, I considered it putting it at second and third. I know. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> of what? Of Prometheus and Covenant. 
I am. I am. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, we've we've adjusted Alien Covenant to be five and Predator to be four. Good. Yeah. Mostly because Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. Yeah. Um, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good that's a good setup now eric yep we don't know what we're doing next well oh, yeah we do we do know what we're doing next we have a special christmas episode coming out um next week <laughs> and after that <laughs> and we'll just leave it as a surprise uh because i think it's always fun to to just let it pop up in your feed um <laughs> we will have our our uh Christmas special. You've probably seen it before is what is the only hint that I'll say. Yes. Um, probably. Uh, but other than that, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It, it should be quite fun. Um, and then after that, fun. yeah, we're still, we're still working out a few details, but we'll, we'll have more details for you um, in the coming weeks. We're still, we're still sticking around. We'll still be yeah, here. We'll still be here. We'll have something. We'll we just something. don't know what. We just don't know what. We'll have something. As always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. You can leave us feedback on our rankings and everything else. Give us your awards over at nvmpod.com or email us your awards at nvmpod at gmail.com. You can follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at nvm underscore pod. You become a bargain base mite at patreon.com forward slash nvmpod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. If you can't join at this time, a review or a share always helps. Again, ab- apologies for the uh, technical difficulties at the beginning of that <laughs> NVM Plus episode this week. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, Christopher Cabrero, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, Combo Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which forms Subblock B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't forget to join Facebook and join the Eric Pax Pack for Life. life. Pax Pack for Life. And try, try to, to stay, stay alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Pack for life. Pack for life.